As the racing season winds down, the separation season begins. Now, when I say separation season, I don't mean the season to separate yourself from racing, although that's exactly what many of your competitors are doing. And that provides an opportunity for you to separate from the pack. Within This Is Bracket Racing Elite, we focus on growth year-round, but the gains, they're, they're small, they're incremental during race season for two reasons. Number one, because your attention as a racer is split, right? You've got upkeep, maintenance, travel, all the things involved with the racing season, in addition to a focus on your own growth. And because other racers are working hard at that time too. It's this time of year, this separation season, where putting in the work can really allow you a leg up on the competition. If you're serious about doing just that, and you'd like to surround yourself with a group of knowledgeable trainers and accountable peers with the tools, the resources, the wisdom to help you take that next step, and perhaps even with the occasional kick in the pants to keep you on track, this is Bracket Racing Elite is the answer. We've helped thousands of racers just like you take the next step toward becoming the best version of themselves on the racetrack. Elite can help you do the same. Enrollment is open as of Monday, November 27th, and it closes December 8th. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by the IHRA Summit Sportsman Spectacular. New for 2018, the IHRA Summit Sportsman Spectacular will be contested around the country with a $10,000 to win Saturday race and a $5,000 to win Sunday race. By pre-entering the Saturday race for only $150, you will receive entry to Sunday's race for free. In addition, today's podcast is presented by This Is Bracket Racing Elite. If you're ready to take your game to the next level, who better to lead the way than our own Luke Bogacki? Check out This Is Bracket Racing Elite today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed. I'm Big Jed, Jared Pennington. He's Cool Hand Luke Bogacki. If you're a regular listener, thank you for your patronage. If you're new, you'll probably catch on soon enough. Our goal is to shed some light on the events, news, and issues in sportsman drag racing and the stars within it. This week on What Everyone is Talking About. All right, guys, uh, we're going to lead the show off with uh, just a little brief explanation you heard the pre-roll there for this is bracket racing elite and that was a little different voice than our own luke bogacki and that was uh, kevin brannon luke happens to be on vacation this week mark let him off for a week to go to an undisclosed location and um, we decided we needed a co-host and who better to come in here and talk to us than kevin rabbit brannon kb Thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate you doing this on short notice. What's going on with you tonight? Man, I appreciate the opportunity to do it. It's, it's neat. I like listening to the show every week, so it's, it's pretty cool to, for you guys to ask me to fill in. Yeah. Looking forward uh, to it. Well, we've been seeing your videos with the uh, Practice Tree Challenge, and you're just a natural, so it just seemed like a natural fit. You're you're part of the This Is Bracket Racing Elite team now, and got uh, a lot of things going on, so it's uh, it's great to have uh, somebody with the knowledge and experience that you have helping us with the show. So, 
guys, as we always do each week, we, we're going to lead the show off with basically the kind of the hottest topic that's going on right now. And this is one of those topics we hate to report on, but it just has to be talked about. And uh, unfortunately, there was a pretty serious pit accident at uh, Gulfport, Mississippi, and the uh, BTE King of the Coast event that Galen Rollison puts on down there. So first and foremost, I want to make sure, because social media is blown up with this, uh, this accident, and I want to make sure everybody understands that uh, I've been to the BTE King of the Coast events, and safety is of the utmost importance. They're, they've got security in the pits that keeps everybody doing the right things and making sure that they're not acting up. They don't allow pit vehicles to get crazy. They stress safety to their racers. So these guys are very safety conscious. So this was not an incident that was caused by a lack of attention to it. It was just a really unfortunate deal. Basically what happened was uh, a gentleman had come back from a time run and he was coming around a blind spot in the pits. And when he did, he met basically a dragster coming right at him. Nobody at a high rate of speed per the eyewitnesses, but, you know, moving along, getting where you're going. And the guy in the door car that come around the blind spot, I guess based on what I'm hearing from a very reliable source is that he kind of panicked, went to hit the brake and unfortunately hit the gas. KB, did you see some of this on social media this week? Yeah, I did. I, I seen some of the people posting on it and talking about it. Yeah, and you, you'd be very familiar with the, the people that were involved on the bad end of this, but we've all seen it blowing up on the social media sites. And Brad Clark, which is a, a guy that we all know from over around Brandon, Mississippi, a guy that gets out to all the big races, uh, he had totally redone his dragster this year and he was the dragster that was coming basically approaching the blind corner the door car panicked hit the gas instead of the brake runs over brad's dragster i think most people saw the blue dragster in the social media pictures and saw the the crinkled up front end basically destroyed the front half of that dragster and brad took the brunt of that damage unfortunately for him so that when he hit the dragster at that point maybe another panic decision or something caused him to turn the wheel to the right and get try to get off of the dragster and ran into spencer massey's motorhome and stacker basically hit both like any stacker tied to a motorhome it was unhooked at the pits and they somehow got both of those pieces of equipment yes it is that spencer massey and did a lot of damage to his motorhome and stacker as well and unfortunately the man that hit the cars and the the trailers and motorhomes he did a lot of damage to his car and fortunately for former million dollar winner and very well known nathan martin out of texas i think he was with spencer and he had just pulled out of the pits, headed to the staging lanes to make a time run and missed the carnage, which is, again, very fortunate for him. No people were injured. It was just a lot of equipment and a very, very unfortunate thing. And, I, you know, as much as we like to talk about these things, Rabbit, and talk about ways to stop them from happening, I don't know that we could offer much in the way of uh, protection for any of these people approaching the blind corner obviously you want to 
you want to be extra careful. He was probably going the same rate around the corner that he was in a clear alley. And that probably led to the carnage happening. But, you know, these just things are so unfortunate. I know you've seen many accidents along the way on and off the track, but just not much he could have done. Yeah, I think it's probably a good guy that just made a mistake and caught him off guard and he just kind of panicked more or less. I hate it for the guys involved, especially Brad, working all winter to get his car fixed up. It's truly really unfortunate accident there. I hate, I'm, I'm thankful nobody got hurt in it, but I know people have been hard on the guy that, that done it, but I'm sure he feels probably worse than anybody can imagine right now. So truly really just yeah. a bad deal in general. Yeah, the the good source said that the gentleman was heartbroken that he did so much damage. Again, people said he wasn't doing anything crazy in the pits. Just one of those really goofy things that happened that led to a lot of bad stuff in the end. And I want to make sure that I commend Bad Brad Clark and Spencer Massey. The source that I talked to today said... Those guys just got a lot of stuff tore up. I mean, a lot of stuff, and especially Brad having worked so hard. That dragster's looked the same for, goodness, I don't know how many years, KB, and he totally redid it. I mean, they said he did everything. It was basically a new car, and they said that Brad and Spencer handled that with tremendous calmness, I guess, uh, kind of felt bad for the guy and what had happened and and the gentleman was very upset visibly and uh, said those guys stayed extremely calm and basically tried to talk him through it and you know even with the devastation that they had had so kudos to to brad and spencer and nathan martin you lucky man for for getting out of that so that is definitely not the way we like to start off the sportsman drag racing podcast especially with a, a guest uh, of your uh, level but uh, that's just one of those things you definitely need to talk about and just throw um, me in the fire right off the get-go don't you? <laughs> yeah yeah that's a bad way to get you started on your uh, podcast career but just one of those goofy things and we'll we'll move on from that there happened to be a lot of racing there at the uh, king of the coast event and um, those guys had a, a really good what would you think would be a kickoff to their 2018 season but it happened to be a wrap-up for the 2017 point season where they crowned their champions uh, there at the BT King of the Coast. And uh, Wayne Henry uh, got the uh, championship in electronics while Timmy Fiera Muska got the win in a foot break. The sportsman category was my buddy Greg Bunch down there in Mississippi. And the junior dragsters were Jordan Broussard in the 13 to 17 Griffin Hatcher in the 10 to 12, and Zach Pierce in the 8 and 9-year-olds. So, again, the new format here on the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast really doesn't, is not going to allow us time to cover all events and uh, all results, but we uh, definitely want to take some time to cover the coast since it was basically the only race out there. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about their main event that they had. That was the points champions that we ran down. The BT bonus program is up for grabs here in 2018, and this is going to be an opportunity for guys that uh, run the King of the Coast series to get entered in a, a little bonus program from BT where they can win a transmission at the end of the season. It's only $10 to enter, and whoever gets the most points when their 2018 season starts in the next race from that to the end of the season 
we'll get a new transmission from the great folks at BT and uh, you know uh, Galen Ross and puts on a great series down there. They they had a good turnout. Uh, they had a little gamblers race on Friday night where Opie Pierce got the win. He's a well known foot breaker from down in there. He got a uh, win over Peyton Sandrock, another Mississippi racer, and uh, KB. The electronic side, when the main event started on uh, Saturday, was a guy you're pretty familiar with. Oh, yeah, no doubt. A.J. Ash, he's, a, he's one of the tougher ones out there. He's been rough on me over the years, for sure. <laughs> yeah, A.J. Uh, kicking his season off well. He's uh, part of the SFG promotion team now and going to get to do probably a little less racing than he wants to, but he's going to make the most of it, obviously, by getting a good start there in the electronics category. Foot break was Matt Nowling, which is a guy who's run a lot of the Coburg Racing Promotions events that Steve and I do, uh, has definitely got his share of winners' purses and sportsman category. We won't talk about that just yet. We've got a little, little more we want to mention on that coming up here in a little bit. But junior dragster was uh, Matty Chesney in the eight and nine. Gunner Williamson got the ten to twelve, and Lane Scott got the thirteen to seventeen. And again, that was Saturday's action at the King of Coast. And Rabbit, this uh, is kind of a star-studded group here winning these electronics classes on Sunday. Another guy that I think you know pretty well. Oh, yeah, no doubt. He's actually become a This Is Bracket Racing Elite member. So definitely a fist pump for him there. Alan Wickle won it. So. Yeah, Glad he's to see Alabama Slammer, too. So that's a, that's a really good thing, being a Slammer and getting it done. So old Wickle coming out of South Alabama and turning on the last wind light in the electronics category on Sunday. Footbreak was a, a guy that just dominates down around the Gulf Coast and over into Louisiana. He don't get out quite as much as he used to. When he does, he turns on wind lights. That's Travis Lipscomb, Louisiana racer there, fine, good fella and a good racer and a good friend of mine, a junior dragster was um the eight and nine category was bryce fairley the 10 to 12 was griffin hatcher and the 13 to 17 was colin landry so kb um that was the only racing on tap for the weekend that uh, we had results for again we're not going to do a lot of results guys this year uh, we want to cover everything as well as we can and keep the podcast to a respectable time keep everybody's interest and but We did have some time to do some results here, and we skipped over a category in in the King of the Coast Sportsman category, and uh, that's going to give us an opportunity here coming up to tell you who's hot. He's on fire! It's time for Who's Hot in Sportsman Drag Racing. Seabird Performance, Who's Hot? Seabird Performance will be running an income tax sale this year. If you buy a 4150 or Dominator, you will receive a billet carb spacer for free. Take advantage of the tax time sale from now until the end of March. Don't forget Seabird Performance for all of your engine and carburetor needs, and be sure to look them up on Facebook or call them at 785-286-6813. So, KB, you've heard the podcast quite a bit over the years or over the months, and you know that um, we try to pick out a hot driver and, and make them the secret performance who's hot, and we typically go the same direction with somebody winning the big money races and what have you, but 
you know, a young man accomplished something that I think will be pretty special to him, no matter how long he races. And that is one young Dalton Taylor. This Dalton Taylor young man got the win Saturday and Sunday in the sportsman category, which is somewhat of a beginner's class at the BT King of the Coast Series uh, this past weekend. And winning Saturday and winning both races, I've been there. I know that there's some uh, talented racers in that field. Some guys that um, are committed to the sportsman category at the King of the Coast, and Dalton steps up and wins both those races. So we thought it was fitting to have him as our Seabrook Performance Who's Hot this week because of a very special accomplishment. And I don't know how much sportsman racing uh, you did when you was younger, KB, but I'm sure you remember the early days when you turned on that last win. You know how good this feels. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I've pretty much been around it all my life. My mom raced, my dad raced. Uh, I started in junior when I was 10, but for you know how hard it is to win one day these days, yeah. but uh, to win two, that, that's a heck of a way to start your 2018 season, that's for sure. Yeah, it really is. Uh, like I say, we don't know what Dalton Taylor is going to go on to do in his racing career, but to be able to, to get it started and fashion like this and win a couple of days at the BT King of the Coast Series. Uh, definitely worthy of some special recognition. The folks at Seabrook Performance are blue-collar, down-home, bottom-bulb racers, and uh, I know that uh, they would as well be very proud of what Dalton accomplished. So, Dalton Taylor, congratulations on a heck of a performance at the BT King of the Coast Series and your double sportsman win. A song to do the Justin Lamb Win a bunch of races and you do it with the fam You do the Kevin Brandon Light a smack across the land On March 9th through 11th IHRA will bring their new Summit Sportsman Spectacular to Farmington Dragway in Farmington, North Carolina. This event will provide a little something for everyone. Ironman, big checks for the winners, round prizes. The main event will be Saturday's $10,000 to win race, while Sunday will pay $5,000 to win. Both races allow electronics, while no box entries will be kept separate until just one remains that racer will receive a one thousand dollar bonus on saturday and a five hundred dollar bonus on sunday in addition to obviously getting mixed in with the box cars if that racer that no box racer is an ihra summit super series member they receive a bonus five hundred dollars pre-entry for the farmington event will run until february 26th you can enter now at ihra.com I want to thank everybody for tuning in to make sure that you're the first to know when next week's episode is available. Subscribe. And, and, and you can do that on Google Play. You can do that on iTunes. You can do that wherever you are accessing uh, our show today. Just subscribe. That way that you know that you have got the latest uh, edition of the podcast. You'll be the first to know. And do us a favor. Tell your friends about the podcast. Get your track involved by broadcasting portions of the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast over the PA on race day. 2018 has more big dollar events than ever. And those events feature bigger purses than ever. More racers than ever will win life-changing money and be lauded by the sports and drag racing community in 2018. The opportunities presented to the Big Buck Bracket Racer Touring or Regional in 2018 are unprecedented. What does this mean? Take advantage of the opportunity by turning over every rock that you can. Pay attention to every detail. That's what This Is Bracket Racing Elite is all about. Look, if you're entering some of these events, you're serious about racing, and you're good at it, 
you don't need a 180 degree turnaround in your racing, but a simple one degree course correction could make all the difference and give you the edge that could prove to be worth thousands of dollars. This is Bracket Racing Elite can provide that. We've done so far hundreds of racers like done so for hundreds of racers just like you. Learn more by visiting this is bracketracing.com. Honey, where are we racing next week? It's time to discuss next week's major events, news, updates, releases, and announcements. It's what's on tap. All right, guys, obviously, uh, What's on Tap is presented by our friends at the AHRA, and uh, I want to apologize to those guys. We, we made a little mistake in last week's show. Uh, when I was doing the read, I didn't have it set up uh, like it was supposed to be, and uh, that was just a mistake on our part. So I want to clear that up and clarify the how their bonus money is going to work. So the big news again with the AHRA is the bonus money for AHRA members to win. Now, if you are racing in the Firecracker Big Money Bracket Race at Byron Dragway on July the 7th, and we talked about that last week, there is a $1,250 bonus for the electronics category racers. If they win and they are AHRA members, then you get that $1,250 bonus in the electronics category. So we made it made it sound like there was nothing for electronics. Well, the AHRA's got something for everybody, and there's a $1,250 bonus for you there if you're an AHRA member and you win the electronics category uh, at the Firecracker Big Money Bracket Race at Byron. So there's $2,500 for the no-box guys that are racing with automatic transmission-equipped cars. So there's twelve fifty for electronics, no matter what how you choose to compete in that class. There's twenty five hundred for no box cars with automatic transmissions, and there is five thousand dollars bonus money for an AHRA member that wins with a manual equipped transmission race car. So if you're swapping gears and you go to the Firecracker Big Money Bracket Race at Byron Dragway on July the seventh and most importantly, you're an AHRA member. You got some bonus money coming your way. $5,000 again. $2,500 for no box guys with automatic transmissions and $1,250 for the electronics guys. So, what is on tap? Now, we've got Kevin Rabbit Brannon with us, and I want to talk a little bit about what's on tap with Kevin because, Kevin, you are the newest member of the This Is Bracket Racing Elite team. You have made some significant changes in your life very recently and you are uh, basically starting that as we speak what's going on with you right now oh man it's been a heck of a start for me here <laughs> i've pretty much kind of decided a while back probably six months ago that i wanted to kind of pursue racing a little bit more this year i feel like me and ivy she's still in school but she's finishing up I felt like I had a little bit of time before we decided we was going to ha- try to have a kid or something, maybe a couple years down the road. So I felt like I had a couple of years where I could really pursue it, what I've always wanted to do. And that's what, I, that's what I'm attempting to do here. <laughs> well, uh, I'm sure your attempt will go well. Now, you're off to a, a bit of a rough start. Um, you down testing in Orlando right now for the Division Two NHRA Division Two kickoff, and uh, you've been working on a hot rod today quite a bit. Yeah, I've been working on them. I got here Monday night. We parked outside and then come in Tuesday. I had my chassis guys, uh, Maddox race cars. They were coming down. They 
they drove all the way down here to help me with my car, my new Pro Charger car. So it's going to make some laps, and I made a few runs. I was kind of going a little further, a little further, and turning it up a little bit at a time. Well, I kind of, about my fifth run, it decided, I well, I decided I was going to go on from the 1,000 all the way to the quarter, and that was not my best decision. I, I didn't. <laughs> my O2 sensor just showed me that I was a little bit rich, so I felt like I was okay. But with the zoomies, they say it gives you a little bit of misreading. Well, it definitely gave me a misreading. I, I lit a couple pistons up on that, that last pass. So mm. tore it apart yesterday, got everything apart, seeing what it was. Called Scott at part. He's still so good to me. Told him what all I did. Kind of walked me through it. We found some things that I think, think caused it with the fuel. He's going to next day me the parts down here for tomorrow so on uh, Thursday. So I'll put, them, put the pistons back in. I got all day tomorrow to kind of get the motor back together. Today we actually tested with FTI. We've pulled a, a transmission in and out about four times, changing different stuff with that. So it's been a, a job, to say the least, for, for us to kicking off the year. Man, the new top dragster car is, is a beautiful piece. That thing come out of Maddox looking really really good i know the par power is getting there so you feel like you're honing in on uh, what you're trying to accomplish with the new car yeah i know kind of going in that that's not really the smartest thing to do trying to race for a living is trying to run a pro charger car but i love it a lot of my deals that, and the help that i get this that i'm receiving this year is kind of based off of, of that car too going fast and and promoting for the people that's helped me so sure. I'm trying to get it tuned in. It's getting there. I made some good passes. Even when it burned itself up, I went 606 at 224. But I ran, oh. I ran really good mile now to the eighth mile. I went like 189 when I was going six O's with the other car. And the last boost, I was only going like 184. So it's showing really good results down low. Just It's just trying to get it honed in there. I, I had a little bit of fuel issue with the floats and stuff. Um, it was turned like on a pro charger car it has four needle and seats on there and i guess when i went to adjusting them i had one of them off if it ain't turned straight if you can't look through one side of the bowl all the way to the other it cuts the fuel off well i kind of learned that the hard way so i think i was <laughs> kind of self-inflicting my own pain there and for those unfamiliar with uh, with the top dragster the class that you're running with the pro charge car i mean you're approaching the the fastest et that uh, they're going to allow yeah, so. I'm already like pushing. I bad to say I go out here and go 390 to the eighth mile in 606, and disappointed and frustrated with it. <laughs> so you're trying to dial six flat everywhere you go, I guess. But uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you'll get there. And of course, the heat I'm sure will affect that too. But it sounds like you got plenty of power, and you're gonna make it work. So when you're getting all those things straightened out uh, the rest of the week and, and getting started, obviously the NHRA Division Two kickoff is where you are, and that is, uh, again, part of what's on tap. What's going on down there in Orlando? Um, we got our first divisional this week. It's We have three three races left in Division Four, the All-Stars. So that's the main reason for being here for me. I'm first in Super Comp and, like, third in Top Dragster. So. But uh, it's our first mm. race of the year, and we got a we got a pretty decent crowd out there stacked already. They kind of let us in if we was going to test, but already stacked out there. It looks like we're going to have a pretty decent crowd, really. That's good. How's the weather looking like it's going to be for you? 
Oh man, it's beautiful. I'm walking. I'm actually walking on the top end right now where I got good service, but <laughs> it's probably 80 degrees. It's been a little bit of wind. It's been beautiful, and it's supposed to be like that all all through the weekend. So we're definitely blessed on the weather for sure. Awesome. I'm sure you guys are going to have a great time down there, and we're wishing you tons of success uh, for that all-star bid and a good kickoff to your 2018 season. But KB, obviously it's a natural tie-in to have you on the show, for lack of a better word phrase, in Luke's place this week, because you're part of This Is Bracket Racing Elite, and again, you're the newest member. Tell us what's going on there. What basically brought all that on for you? Well, we was actually at a at one of the DRR races last year and I've always looked up to Luke and, and really just, he's been so good to me as far as advice. I kind of approached him and I, that was about the time that I decided what I wanted to do. And I just more or less just kind of asked him, I'm like, well, what do you think? And ask him his opinion. And he's like, well, I didn't really realize that you was wanting to do something like that. I'm like, well, I'm kind of at the point in my life where if I'm ever going to do it, right now is a chance for a couple of years. I know it's not something for me that I feel like I could go for a long time, but it was something I wanted to do and give it a shot. And he's helped me tremendously through the This Is Bracket Racing Elite and just with with the, his companies that he deals with. He's He's been really helpful for me. Yeah, Luke's a very helpful guy, and uh, you know, obviously, don't want to turn this into a "this is bracket racing elite commercial." We're in our "what's on tap" segment, but I think it's a natural time. What is on tap? What do you hope to accomplish, or, or what do you guys hope to accomplish together with uh, "this is bracket racing elite"? Well, the biggest thing for me that I get most enjoyment out is kind of the same as I was building motors and stuff. I really enjoy helping people and then turning around and seeing them be successful at it. That's really what it's all about to me. I want to help them in every way that I can. And I want to, once I, once what me and Luke do on through the, this is the break recently to see them come out there and and be successful. That's the best part of it for me. I I just want to help them. I can't drive for them. I can't tell them exactly what to do all the time, but to give them help and then see them go out there and do it and be successful at it. That's just awesome feeling for me. Yeah, I know that has to be very rewarding. I've got an opportunity to work with Luke a little bit over the years and, and uh, in some instructional type stuff. And I know he is fully committed to uh, helping the folks that believe in his product. Couldn't imagine a better addition than, than a guy at your skill level with your demeanor and your, um, willingness to to work hard and, and help people so i'm wishing you a ton of luck on the racetrack uh, obviously with this is bracket racing elite and uh, i know that you made a good decision it's going to work out very well for you because you're you're hard working you're committed and talented so uh, i know it's going to go the way you anticipate it going i appreciate that definitely know it's all about the hard work it's all about what you put into it so I feel like if I work hard towards it, I, I can be successful at it. Yeah, and anybody that thinks racing for a living is not hard work, you need to rewind a little bit and listen to all the transmissions and converters that were swapped out. And these are people trying to get the, the most out of their vehicles, but also trying to make it as good as you can possibly make it. And, and you're talking thousands of a second between good and bad. So I know you're working hard already, man. It's going to hopefully get off to a great start for you down there in Orlando. But part of what's on tap here, KB, you know, obviously we talk about upcoming events and 
the Orlando kickoff is uh, something that we tied into uh, our little discussion there with you. And uh, a lot of people are getting their weekend kicked off in HRA style or their year kicked off in HRA style down there in Orlando. But uh, there's some things coming up, too, for the, the bracket racers, which obviously we love to promote. Pre-entries have opened up for the Top Bulb 20s at uh, Empire Dragway. And um, for more information on that, you can look up Vince uh, Mussolino on Facebook. That's his event there at Empire. And uh, that's uh, – I'm not real sure where that is in New York. It may be Empire, New York. I don't know. But I, I think it's somewhere up in New York. You've you been to Empire, any KB? I've never been there. I'm not sure on that one. Uh-oh. Yeah, we need our buddy Peter Biondo to tell us where that one is. There you go, Peter can put <laughs> on that one for sure. But uh, Vince has opened up the pre-entries, and uh, this weekend, the kickoff uh, for a race I know you've uh, been to, the um, Super 7 Series at uh, Montgomery Raceway Park right here in Montgomery, Alabama, about 100 miles south of me. This is a really good race that... Seems to be flying under the radar a little bit, but uh, guys need to look at this, especially if you can get to Montgomery this weekend. $15,000 a win, guys, it's guaranteed. The purse is 100% guaranteed. It is 15000 Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Good payout all the way down. Uh, they separate door cars and dragsters. It's a $399 weekend entry. So you come in for the weekend and get opportunity to, to race for a huge purse. Uh, KB, I know you've been down to Montgomery quite a few times, but I think you participated in a Super 7 or two. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I love those races. I love Montgomery. It's, that is a great race. It just, for me, pursuing NHR, it just always seems to fall on one of them for me. It's the only reason it stops me, but that's a great series. It's well put on. That's definitely one if I... If I wasn't committed to this, I would definitely be interested in for sure. Yeah, and for late February here in Alabama, man, the weather's been really nice and warm. We've been hovering around 80 degrees each day here this week, and it will continue all through the weekend. Hopefully any wet stuff that might be out there stays away and gives these guys a great opportunity. I I won't get to make it. I don't have the hot rod ready quite yet. So uh, I'll have to skip out on the Super 7s, which uh, hurts my feelings, but... Uh, hopefully Jim Howard and the guys down there at Montgomery uh, have them a really good turnout and um, get uh, somebody get their season kicked off. I'm sure we'll be talking about on next week's podcast when Luke gets back, if we let Luke come back, KB, because <laughs> you've been uh, you've been an awesome guest for us and um, you you co-hosted like a champ, my friend, and we uh, we appreciate you coming on here and giving us some of your time. I appreciate that. It was an honor to be on there. Hopefully, maybe one day I can be back talking about a big win or something like that. (laughs) Well, I'm sure you'll get to do that. Uh, Again, guys, uh, Luke is out this week, as you figured out by now. Kevin Brannon was uh, co-hosting the show. It's been awesome. But uh, we're not going to leave you without getting to hear Luke's voice and uh, get to hear from him. We knew last week's, when we did last week's show, that we was not going to have an opportunity to have him on this week, so we pre-recorded our hashtag racing answers question and answer, and uh, Luke's going to come in here shortly and tell you all about that. Guys, we do need more of those uh, sent to our Facebook page, or you can tell us, or you can ask us on Twitter, but you know, tag it, hashtag racing answers, and uh, we like to get to those as much as we can, and again, The next voice you hear will be Luke talking about hashtag racing answers. Guys, keep them coming.
All right, guys, it's time for this week's installment of Hashtag Racing Answers. And we all know that's where you guys reach out to us through Twitter or through our Facebook page and uh, use Hashtag Racing Answers to submit your questions for Luke, myself, or anybody else to, to answer something that might be on your mind that you want to get discussed on the podcast from a racing standpoint. And uh, as always, I want to remind you, this week's Hashtag Racing Answer segment is brought to you by the great folks at This Is Bracket Racing Elite. And for this week's question, we're going to go to our production assistant, Mark Romeo, to uh, tell us what's asked. This week's question brings us to a commonly asked question about finish line execution. Finish line execution. Well, we could go a lot of different ways with that, Mark. There's several ways to look at it. I think what I'll focus on here is... As you approach the finish line, and depending on exactly what this question is, like I guess the first place to start is, what are you looking at? Because I think most of us just kind of take for granted, like it's almost a, a sixth sense of, well, I'm a little bit ahead, so I'm going to lift off the throttle and roll through. Like I just know that. But my question is, not completely different to, like I get a lot of blank stares in, in some of our classes and seminars when I ask people what they're looking at on the starting line. Because the, the obvious answer is, Luke, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the tree. I figured that much. Like <laughs> I'm wondering specifically – like especially in like a pro tree discussion like what bulb are you looking at and it's amazing how many pro tree racers can't really tell you they're just looking at the tree because they know it's all going to light up okay no different and at the finish line it actually takes a little bit of conscious thought to replay it in your mind and come back and tell me okay what did you see and what were you focused on visually and there's basically two ways to to go about the physical act of driving the finish line the first being that you're basically just comparing the the wheel or the nose as it may be of your race car versus that of your opponent and kind of creating that visual triangle between your eye your front end their front end and the finish line and determining the rate of closure in, in the method of, of doing that the other option is what I would refer to as the 90-degree rule. And this is actually something that I employ, but that doesn't make it right. I would say of the what I would consider like extraordinary elite finish line drivers that I have talked to about this, it's about half and half. There's about half of them that look at the front-ender wheel versus their opponent's front-ender wheel and obviously do a great job of doing it in that fashion. For me personally, it's easier to adopt, again, what I call the 90-degree rule. And what I do in that is I pick a point on the racetrack. The most obvious is when we're both pre-staged. And I look directly across the racetrack, 90 degrees, and pick a spot on my opponent's car and say, okay, right now we're even. So if I want to cross the finish line first, obviously I need to position myself just ahead of that spot. That's easier for me because it eliminates kind of that visual triangle, particularly as the faster car. You just roll up to that spot, set yourself up there, and it's easy for me to get a little bit more precise at the finish line. The disadvantages to it, number one, the 90-degree method can be a little bit uncomfortable because particularly, again, as the faster car, you have a tendency to spend like the last two to 300 feet of the racing surface not looking at where you're going, which is jarring. 
You know what I mean? It takes a little bit of getting used to. And, and there are some racers that simply can't get used to that. So that's neither right nor wrong. And the other downfall, so to speak, of what I would call the 90-degree rule is it's great on fairly close runs. Like as the faster car, by I'd say up to 20 miles an hour. I feel like I can execute that pretty well. As the slower car, by up to maybe 15 miles an hour, fine. The spots get bigger than that. That 90-degree spot goes by so quick that it's really difficult to do anything with. And I would argue that largely when you get that big of spots, driving the finish line with any degree of precision becomes monumentally more difficult anyway. And it's kind of more of a instinct or seat-of-the-pants type thing that is – difficult to perfect probably even more harder to teach or explain but on those close runs like say for me the 90 degree rule works better but again i'm not here to say that there's one above the other there's plenty of successful finish line drivers that do either or but those are kind of the options and more than anything what i would challenge you as as a racer is to consciously think about what am i visually focused on as i approach the finish line yeah luke and uh you know, that's uh, all that very well said and makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I think sometimes we forget also what we're trying to accomplish from a from an ET standpoint. You know, sometimes we get caught up in where the other car is and really didn't have to kill any or you only had to kill a hundred or maybe it's five or six thousand. So that all has to be playing in your mind as you're approaching that car as well where i'm catching it and how much et do i really need to kill if any so that's there's a lot of factors going into that so you really got to be able to slow that race down a little bit in your head and think all those things through as you're approaching the finish line yeah like in a general terms the racer that is the most proficient at judging the finish line is typically the racer that screwed it up the most over the years. Like it's really a, a trial and error type thing. And don't, allow that to discourage you like if you've always been a a dialer so to speak and been afraid to trust yourself at the finish line in order to become a better racer you're going to take a step back. Like you're going to screw up. But that's ultimately failure is the path to success, particularly finish line driving, because it's you just there's no practice tree for the finish line. Like you really got to go out there and do it. And you're probably going to screw up, but hopefully you're going to learn from it and be able to apply that next time. And just in my experience, having worked with racers and, and watched racers and helped racers like it's a very predictable progression because when you decide, okay, you've watched somebody drive the finish line and you decide, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to hold and I'm going to drive the finish line almost without fail. The first time that you do that, you realize that you're ahead real early in the run and you kick the throttle a couple of times at like half track and you lose all momentum. And not only do you not get to the finish line first, like you don't get to the finish line first by half a car length. And you come back feeling like the biggest dummy in the world. And then you try to correct and you come back. And usually it's not just the next run. Like it's the next several months for most racers that they're so gun shy about making that mistake again that they wait way too long to make a decision. 
and try to do everything in like the last five feet of the race course. And obviously you can't do much there. So what you end up doing then is airing to the other side. And typically, again, almost without fail, the first instinct is to give it back and typically not even close. And then when you do that, you come back and say, well, I ain't giving it back again. And then you typically take way too much for a long time before you start to find that happy median. If you, if that sounds familiar, don't beat yourself up. That is not unique. That is, I think, the most typical learning process. All right. Good info, Luke. I want to thank uh, Brett from Colorado for that submission. And guys, keep them coming. Hashtag Race and Answers is how you want to list that on the Facebook page or wherever you contact us. And keep those questions coming. Hopefully, we get to your question in a future episode. All right, guys. Uh, I know it was a little short this week, but uh, we didn't have Luke, so that shortened us up just a little bit. We'll we'll get him back next week, and we'll stretch the show back out like you like it. Not saying Luke's just that much of a talker, but uh, he's got a lot of insight and a lot of things that, that he can intelligently discuss. So he'll help us back out next week. We appreciate you guys listening to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast this week. I want to say thanks, of course, as always, to our sponsors, uh, Seabird Performance, the AHRA, the IHRA, and this is Bracket Racing Elite. And uh, I want to say a special thanks to our co-hosts, Kevin Brandon KB. Man, you did an awesome job for us this week. Um, I know you're working hard, testing. You got a lot of busy things going on, and this was not easy to fit in. We had some technical difficulties. We was throwing about every challenge we could at you, but you responded like you always do. It's it great having you on. Appreciate that, buddy. I enjoyed it. Like I said, it was a real honor to, to, for you guys to ask me to be on. I know it probably made it a lot harder on you because, for sure, Luke, he can he can go on. He, he's got a lot of, <laughs> a lot of insight there. He's he's good at what he does but i know i probably made a little harder on you because it's a lot shorter than what luke would be <laughs> he does but um so we'll let you take my place the next time when i go on vacation that uh, now that i know i can take a vacation and we got somebody to substitute in it's great and we need to get with you soon and show you how to produce the show so mark can go on vacation and then we'll all just be loving kb that much more I don't know about that. That seems like a lot there. I got, a lot. I got enough going on as it is. You can come help me put some pistons in if you'd like to. No, I'm good. I got a ham sandwich waiting on me. So, again, thank you, bud. We appreciate it. And, guys, we want you to tell us what you think, as always. Message us here on the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast Facebook page or reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, Luke, again, is at Luke Bogacki, B-O-G-A-C-K-I, and I am at JP11X. Whether it's Facebook or Twitter, we love to hear from you. Hashtag Racing Answers. Keep them coming. And, guys, we appreciate you listening. Apologize for the short show. We'll get stretched back out next week. Hope you all have a great week. Banging on the door, bump, bump, bump until I get it in. Attitude like I am already winning in. Siebert Performance, who's hot? Siebert Performance will be running an income tax time sale this year. If you buy a 4150 or Dominator carburetor, you will receive a billet carb spacer for free. Take advantage of the tax time sale from now until the end of March. Don't forget Siebert Performance for all of your engine and carburetor needs. Look us up on Facebook or call 785-286-6813. I didn't like that, Mark. I should have said look them up on Facebook. I need to redo that. 2018 has more big dollar events than ever. 
and those events feature bigger purses than ever. More racers than ever will win life-changing money and be lauded by the sportsman drag racing community in 2018. The opportunities... Oh, man, my phone went off. <laughs> Sorry about that. I had to restart. What, what did it do? Enrollment in This Is Bracket Racing Elite is now open. You've heard me discuss, or at least reference, This Is Bracket Racing Elite. It is the premier offering of our website, thisisbracketracing.com. Elite is a membership community designed specifically to help you get from where you are today as a racer to who you want to be as a racer. Led by knowledgeable professionals, Justin Lamb and myself are longtime instructors and we bring in a host of guests, racers that you know, racers that you respect, led by knowledgeable instructors and surrounded by supportive peers that are ultimately striving for the same goal in their own unique way. The truth is, at each event, there are 100 plus entries, there's one winner. At the end of each season, there's one champion. That feeling, not so much the money, not so much the trophy, that feeling of achievement, that sense of accomplishment, that tip of the cap from your peers, that's why we do this. You can dream of that feeling all you want, or you can take action, take steps toward becoming that racer. If you're ready to take the first step, this is Bracket Racing Elite is for you. Enrollment is open now for a limited time. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite before we close the doors again on December the 8th.